Merry Christmas. Thank you. It's good to see everybody here. Uh, we had a great first service, and, and the second one's going to be better because, you know, we, we kind of used the first service for rehearsal. And uh, no, just kidding. I mean, it's kind of true, though, really. But anyway, let's uh, lift up the name of Jesus tonight and enjoy him and each other. Amen. Okay, you ready now? All right, here we go.
Thank you, Jesus, for tonight. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come now. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. That's our prayer, amen. We know that God is everywhere. He's here tonight. He's within us. We're asking him to show himself.
Good evening. Good to see you, Rimrock. How are you tonight? How are you tonight? Thank you very much. Great to see you guys. Well, I can't see, but I trust that you're all out there. And welcome to those of you who are uh, uh, participating and joining us online tonight as well. Uh, what an awesome opportunity to be together, uh, to worship. Uh, you know, when we were... Uh, Backstage before we got started and we were praying together, um, you know, we were reminded, the comment was made that um, Jesus is the main character of the story, right? And that, that's for the, all of history, God is the main character of the story. And we get this one little piece of history and we're here together tonight. So everything that happens, everybody that's on the stage, we understand and we want to invite you guys in just to turn all of our attention to the main character, to Jesus Christ tonight, and to worship him and, uh, and to recognize that he is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is faithful. He is good. He is just. Uh, he's worthy of being worshipped. And uh, our kids have been working for several weeks now on um, three songs that they're going to share with you tonight. And I think there's going to be an invitation for you guys to kind of participate uh, with them. But, um, but just as they sing the truth tonight, would you just turn your attention to the main character, Jesus Christ? It's so exciting to be here. We have been practicing a lot. These guys are ready. And uh, we're going to sing three songs, Joy to the World, Silent Night, and a new one that I learned from Hannah Katz, and I, I really uh, love it, is Jesus Strong and Kind. The words will be up on the screen. We're going to, the kids and I are going to sing and sign, sign the uh, song. When we go through Joy to the World, we're going to sign it first, then I'm going to do the guitar. When we do it the second time, first, first, you guys, if you want to sing along, that's fine. Same way with Silent Night. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing joy to the world
sing this last song, Jesus Strong and Kind, I just have a few thoughts that I would like you guys to think about. You know, in my life, your life, um, we try to do lots of different things to satisfy ourselves. I come to realize that nothing on earth, and maybe you realize this, nothing on earth can satisfy us. Listen carefully to this song. It's inviting you to come to Jesus. Maybe, maybe your body or your, or your spirit, you're feeling weak, and you're trying to, like me, go to the YMCA, work out, try to be strong. I can't gain strength that way. I can only get strength from coming to Jesus. Maybe, maybe your life is, you know, full of fear or anxiety, and you're struggling. Maybe at night you're struggling a lot with that. This song, listen to it carefully. It's in, inviting you to come to Jesus. Maybe somebody out here is lost and completely separated from God, and you came here on purpose. He will come to you. Jesus, if I thirst, I should come to him. No one else can satisfy. I should come to him. Jesus said, if I So I, a lot of you maybe not, don't know this, but David uh, works 
with the kids every week doing music with him. He's just serving. He was a school teacher. You can kind of tell. <laughs> Gave you all a little lesson, didn't he? Anyway, uh, that was fun. Thank you, kids. Thanks, Dave. All right. Let's uh, do a little more music here. Two.
your baby boy When someday walk on water Mary, did you know That your baby boy Would save our sons and daughters Did you know That your baby boy Has prayed to take you this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know?
seated. Merry Christmas. Wow, I cannot think of a better place to be than with God's people worshiping that beautiful, wonderful, powerful name above all names, the name of Jesus. And so uh, thank you for for being here. Um, This Christmas Eve, we are uh, 2,000 years and plus 100 and so years after Jesus was born. And uh, as you think about that, that night, and you think about what happened, and it changed the course of human history. It changed everything. It changed not only our calendars, but everything about our world today is different because of that birth of Jesus Christ. And I know, for me personally, I am not the same. And I know many of you are not the same because Jesus was born on that day. About 3,000 uh, years ago from today, about 800 or so years before Jesus was born, there was a prophet named Isaiah, and he prophesied the coming Messiah, the coming Lord. And uh, I want to read some of those verses to you, but we've been preaching through uh, Philippians here at Rimrock Church, and about a month ago, Nick uh, Ewing, one of the our pa- our, our preachers here, asked the question, is joy possible in all circumstances? Is it possible to have joy in all circumstances? Because the Apostle Paul in Philippians says it is possible. And yet, I think a lot of times when we think about joy, it it feels out of reach as we think about the reality of life, the reality of circumstances. And the prophet Isaiah talked about that. He said the people We're walking in darkness, and he talked about gloom and distress in a land of deep darkness. And I think we can all relate to that. We've all had times in our lives of darkness, of of anxiety, of fear, of need, of of questions. I think of that song we we sang not too long ago about Mary, did you know? And uh, I was thinking about that this week, and of the, the simple answer is no. <laughs> she had no idea what was in store. And I think that's common for all of us because when the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to give birth, um, there was a lot of details he left out. <laughs> he forgot to tell her that she was going to go on this long trip on donkey while she's pregnant, ready to give birth, and that she was going to end up in this little tiny dinky town of Bethlehem and was going to end up in a basement of a house with all the animals, and the only thing available to hold her son would be a feeding trough. The angel left out that part. 
the angel also left out the part about having to go to Egypt because King Herod wanted to kill this son of hers. And so they had to become refugees and leave everything they knew, their family and everything behind. Mary did not have an easy road. There were surprises. There were unexpected things that came her way. And, And I think we can all relate to that. We've all had unexpected things in our lives. And maybe some of you are coming into this Christmas with a heavy heart because a loved one is not there with you. And maybe you've had a job change or job loss or you've moved from another state and you're here and there's been all these unexpected things. I know for me and my family, a, a, couple week, uh, a week and a half ago, we got the news that a dear uh, special member of our family was diagnosed with cancer. And so we have these things that God doesn't tell us about but comes our way. And so how can we experience the joy that the scriptures talk about, that God talks about, that the angels declared to the shepherds, <laughs> that there was joy and rejoicing? And this is what the prophet Isaiah says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I love that. The Christmas story is not a, a tidy story. The culture kind of presents this as a sentimental thing, as, as something, everything's got to be just right and just perfect, the right gifts, the right everything, but, but we know real life is not that way. And aren't you glad that the Christmas story is not that way at all? It's in the midst of darkness, of distress, and gloom, and difficulty, and challenges, and fear, and failure, that God shines his light. I, this week, uh, I went with my son to drop him off at a basketball practice, and, and we were riding in the car, and he said, Dad, he said, I've been thinking about all the holidays, and he said, why, why is it that Christmas is the only holiday where we put up lights? <laughs> and I love that question. It's profound, it's deep, and it gets to the very heart of the Christmas story. And I know these are simple things, and, and as we look at Rapid City lit up with Christmas lights and, and, and we see those things, it seems like such a small thing, simple thing, but it's speaking to this, this reality, this truth that I think Mary discovered. Because Mary didn't know about all those surprises. She didn't know about all those difficult things. And you know what? Me, you and I, we don't have answers to a lot of things in life. There are some very difficult, hard things that we can't answer. But I do know what Mary did know. And the reason we know is because the angel did tell Mary something. And God has told us something on Christmas. And we need to understand this in order to experience the joy that God has for us. Because when the angel came to Mary, he said, do not be afraid. And he said, Mary, you have found favor with God. And I think that's the most important thing we can know is that God is for us. He is a God of love. If there's one central message that God has revealed that he is love and that he is for people. And he was for Mary and he's for you. And he said, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and ever and his kingdom will never end. So God told Mary that she was favored, that she was loved, but he also told her something very important, that this wasn't just a baby. (laughs) This was a king. And if there is one thing that I know about the joy that we can get from God, despite any circumstances, it, it comes from knowing who God is, and he truly is the king. In Philippians, Paul says that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You see, none of us expected to live through a pandemic. None of us expected to go through difficult political times or natural disasters or any of the headlines you read or the things we experience. But it changes everything when we understand who God is and what he's doing. This is what the prophet Isaiah says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
and of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Boomer earlier talked about a story. (laughs) And there's a story unfolding where God is in charge, sovereign, working, redeeming, restoring, healing. And our stories are part of that great story. The story of God's glory and his rule and his reign over all things. And when we understand the story and we understand who this God is who created the heavens and the earth and the stars and the sky and formed us in our mother's womb, it changes everything. And he says, he will reign, Jesus will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And so I think we can experience joy in all circumstances when we understand that Jesus is the king, that he is the Lord. Just like Mary, who, who responded to God in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the unknowns and all the questions, he said, my soul rejoices in my God. She understood the source of joy. But I think there's a second aspect to joy in any kind of circumstance that's unstoppable, that nothing can take away from us. And I was thinking this week about a quote of C.S. Lewis. He said, if you're cold, you go to a fire and you get close, right? And he said, if you want to get wet, you dive into the water. And he said, if you desire joy and peace and everlasting life, get close to Jesus because he is the source. In fact, he said, you get into Jesus in Christ. And that's what Paul talked about in Philippians is that that we are called as people to be in relationship with God, that Jesus is the source of everything we long for, every desire that we have, all those gifts and things that we're chasing after and, and hoping for, all of that is ultimately pointing us to the greatest desire of our hearts, which is Jesus Christ. (laughs) And if we are to experience the joy and the peace and the love that we were designed to have, it is only found in Him. The worship team's gonna come up as we close our time here, but I just wanna share something that's really ministered to me this past week. There's a dear woman who I just recently met within the last few months, and, and she has dived into Jesus. She's gotten close to Jesus. But she's going through a terrible circumstance. She has cancer. And just, a f- just last week, she was put on hospice care. But yesterday, I got to baptize her. <laughs> but here's what, here's what God is doing. She radiates joy. <laughs> she radiates peace. She radiates life. And my heart and my soul is so filled because I've experienced that well. And I see it in her and everything in me just wants to scream for glory to God and praise to God because she is experiencing what only God can give. You see, joy can't be produced by us. It's not just a feeling. It's not just something we can produce or work at or try to get. Joy is ultimately a gift. It's a gift. And Jesus wants to give us that gift. That's why he came. That's why the angels said joy to the world, because Jesus came to give us something we could not get on our own. And he was, he's wanting to give it to you tonight. He's wanting to give it to me tonight. He's wanting to give it to the whole world. And that's the light that we sang about. That's the light that prophet Isaiah was saying. That's the light that I see in this dear woman on her deathbed. There's a light in her, and there's a light in you. And if you're here this evening and you desire that gift, don't go home tonight. Don't leave Christmas Eve without having received the gift. Would you close your eyes? Lord Jesus, we praise you. We thank you that the gift is made available, that you came in this earth to reveal a glory that's greater than ourselves. And you came to give us what we could not get on our own, Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse all that shame, all that guilt, all that failure, all that anxiety, all that worry, all that struggle, all of that is paid for, taken care of. We're safe with you. And Jesus, you didn't stay dead. You rose again on the third day. Lord, your word says that if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. 
God, I believe there's someone here tonight who you're calling their name, just like you called Mary. You're calling their name and you're saying, I love you. I'm for you. And I came to this world to give you something you couldn't find on your own. I came to give you that joy and that peace and that everlasting life. If that's you, would you just a simple prayer tell Jesus that you want to receive him, that you believe in him? Ask him to forgive your sins, to take all that burden, that guilt, to take it away. And he promises to do that. Oh, his peace and his joy will flood your heart. He's filling this place. He's filling our, our hearts and our lives for his glory. And his kingdom will reign forever and ever. This terrible, chaotic world <laughs> will come to a place where everything will be made new. And there will be the resurrection. And everything will be as it was meant to be. Oh, we long for that day, Lord. Thank you that you're starting it today in us. In Jesus' name, amen.
the light of the world given for us. We're going to sing a little song about light. Jesus is the light. Amen. They need to pull something out, don't they, Tom? Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, if you've got a cell phone, pull it out. Pull up your flashlight or if you have that little candle app, you can do that. Now, the ushers for the kids are bringing around these little glow light things. So if you want one of those, Anybody can have one. We got plenty. We're going to glow together. It's going to glow you away. <laughs> that was bad. Sorry. i 
Merry Christmas, too. Three.